0: Do you feel better? Joan Armitrading always makes me feel better. Uh, we're back, the Earth Wants You. I'm, I'm D. and with my uh, co-host, Reverend Billy. We're here in Brooklyn, and really pleased to have this young man in the house with us today, Glenn Kantav, uh, an artist and activist. Uh, Glenn ran the New York City Marathon in shackles. When face-to-face with white supremacists in Charlottesville and held a slave auction in Union Square, he founded the group Movers and Shakers to merge traditional activism, powerful creative art, and emerging technologies to educate the masses on institutional issues that affect marginalized communities. Movers and Shakers wants to rewrite antiquated Eurocentric narratives that deny our history, Uh, He also has a documentary called We the People VR, which is, he'll tell us more about that. Um, And he's been working for some time to remove the statue of Columbus that stands at the center of Columbus Circle. So Glenn, welcome to The Earth Wants You.
1: Thank you for having me here.
0: We always start by asking our guests um, to describe, if you would, just for a minute, your favorite place on Earth.
1: Ooh, my favorite place on Earth. Um I'd have to say it depends on my mood but I really like Rio de Janeiro Brazil. Um it's it didn't feel like a real place when I went. You have this incredible cosmopolitan city with all these beautiful people and all these different shapes shades and sizes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you have an incredible beach like right next to the city Mm -hmm. and these green humongous mountains Mm -hmm. and the crazy landscape and it's all pushed together and i remember just asking myself a million times like is this even a real place like what (laughs) is this so yeah real
0: yeah when you have to say is this real that's a good place then you're
2: enjoying it yeah
1: for sure
0: so i read a post you wrote um where you you know, you, we, we could maybe view Trump the way we view our racist uncles. But now Trump's our president. So I wanted to ask you, how's it going 16, 17 months into a Trump presidency? What do you think?
1: What do I think? Um, so I'm frustrated for many reasons, uh, not necessarily. Obviously, the idea that Trump is running the show right now is frustrating, but I see it more as an opportunity, and it's an opportunity that's not being catalyzed by our leaders, in right. my opinion. I think that if you look at the Women's March, for example, at first I looked and I was like, oh wow, millions of people are out here in the streets. This is great. Then I really thought about it, and I was like, uh, in other countries when this critical mass of people come out, there's a regime change happening, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily calling for, you know, pulling down every statue and breaking every window and like, you know, overhauling the entire system in this way. But the point I'm trying to make is that I think that that true activism and real leadership requires being able to harness that critical mass of energy for a specific actionable goal. Power to the polls is not enough. I think it's important for people to show up and turn up. But if Mm -hmm. you are able to get millions of people to come out, there needs to be a specific targeted mm-hmm. agenda mm-hmm. and anti-Trump is not enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've been very involved with black lives matter in New York city, right? I, I mean, I've seen you on the street and I've seen you speaking at rallies and protests. Like w- w- what's up with black lives matter these days in New York?
1: Yeah. yeah. I've, I've done some organizing with black lives matter, of greater New York. And um, uh, th- I mean, there are a few things in, on the agenda. One is one is the, um, there are six points against uh, police brutality and um, what I what I like about what Hawk Newsom and the group does is that it's a solutions oriented group. A lot of groups are very reactionary, and you know they bring out they bring out signs and they yell. But Black Lives Matter, Greater right New York pushes for a specific targeted legislation. And there was a big there was a big hand in um, Cuomo's recent announcement that thirty five thousand parolees are now eligible to vote. Yeah. If you look at the policy platform, uh, what the group was pushing for was for any American citizen to never lose the right to vote despite the status of incarceration. So, you know, that's, that's a step that's progress. Mm -hmm. And then there's a, a rejuvenation program. Um, that's, that's, that's being rolled out. Um, and the idea is essentially to, for the general idea is basically, um, physical, um, physical, mental and spiritual wellness in the, in NYCHA housing. And, um, there are a couple of things that my group Movers and Shakers want to do to support that, but we'll, we'll roll that out a little bit later. Okay. 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 <laughs> <But>. <laughs> well,
0: it's funny. We, we went to Ferguson, you know, and, mm. um, twice. I, yeah. And it was really, um, the, the, the actions that we took part in there were so wonderful. The energy was so different than any other energy I'd ever experienced. Um, mm. we went, remember Billy, we went back in that, uh, that, Target and the Walmart and uh, hands up.
2: We toured. Don't
0: shop. Hands up. Don't shop.
2: Oh wow! We were there on Thanksgiving. they had a buy nothing day weekend. You know,
0: (laughs) it was just a few days. And it was the the it was the it was the middle middle
2: middle class, you know, black preachers that called the boycott. It wasn't, you know, academics or anti consumerists. It was, you know, it was it was it was the association of local black preachers that that said let's not shop for the, for the um, Thanksgiving weekend, right?
0: Yeah, and we went right from a church basement to a, uh, a convoy on the highway of, with cars with their flashers on into the parking lot of a Target, and then we poured mm. back into a... I think the first one we went to was a Target. We walked through lines of police dogs and police, and then we stood in front for a long time, and um, there was a lot of media there, obviously, uh, but part of it was just this amazing... Um, for everyone involved just uh, this time opened up there was this very strange warp in the time space thing where um, people started talking and telling their stories in that space where there were cops and dogs and uh, it was a militarized situation and then a woman would start talking about her son and so we had this very democratic assembly inside of this militarized operation in a commercial parking lot it was, int- it was very interesting
1: that is interesting. You know?
2: Wow. The commons all of a sudden bloomed before us, that elusive place in a city where you can have your speaker's corner, you know, where people can just, you know? We, we saw that at Occupy Wall Street. We saw people just standing up on tables and telling their life story suddenly. And why? You know, Do you sh- get
0: that when you, have your, uh, when you had your pop-up museum? Was that happening last? Tell us a little bit about your pop-up museum.
1: Sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, we did uh, a pop-up AR exhibit at Columbus Circle. And um, I mean, yeah, the basics of it was that we were showing our augmented reality work and the true story of Christopher Columbus. So we have a smartphone app that's coming out tomorrow, Movers and Shakers AR. Right on. And um, the idea is that you take the, you can download the app on your phone for free and you can position your phone over the image and it comes to life and the animation comes to life. Yeah. and I mean, yeah. I'm, overall, the energy seemed like it was pretty good. Um, in terms of the audience itself in this particular exhibit, everyone seemed like pretty woke and down. Right. But in other things that we've done in the past, um, there have been a lot of different reactions. I mean, there was a, there was an action that we did um, the day before Columbus Day. There was a wreath laying ceremony in Columbus Circle, and I called a couple <laughs> friends, and we. Uh, I put myself in chains, and I had someone put on a KKK outfit because I think that like Columbus was more effective in killing people than the KKK was. Yeah. So I think like that stark contrast would be interesting. And uh, brought a couple friends, whatever, and we ran up into the into the <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> they, were brave. Um, and they were pissed. Oh, they I were they really were. pissed. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and then they arrested the KKK guy. Um, and like, it
0: well, was, that's it was, good to see though. Right. You
1: want to see, I want to see wanna the see police arrest a person. Yeah. Normally. Yes. But in this case, like, because he was, <laughs> he was trying to do something yeah. good. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's twisted. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, it is great. And so, um, I mean, that was a whole situation like, like, as that was happening, all these cameras were rushing towards me and then I see him in the handcuffs and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, is he going to jail? Did I just ruin his life? Um, right. okay but then like he was already in the car so I was like okay I gotta handle this interview then get him out of jail but in terms of that was a whole other situation but in terms of um, opinions there there was there was no dialogue that mm-hmm. was willing to be had people were just screaming at us symbols
2: um, moving past each other yeah, yeah. and like what,
1: yeah. The, the message that we had we screamed you have every right to celebrate your heritage but we won't let you celebrate genocide we won't let you celebrate murder um, and then like I was hoping to have a dialogue afterwards once they put us in like this little police pen police pen <laughs> or like behind the barricades or whatever, but people were just screaming for the most part. So yeah.
0: Well, I know you were down in Charlottesville last summer. Do you want to talk just to tell us a little bit about that too?
1: Sure. Um, so the night before was the scariest part in right. my opinion. Um, there was this incredible church service, was a multicultural service mm-hmm. where you, ha- I saw a trans live matter flag. Mm-hmm. There were um, people reading from the Quran in the original Arabic. There were Jewish brothers and sisters singing in Hebrew it was amazing. and We were all just singing and it was great. And then before the end of it, the pastor got up and he said that we couldn't leave because there were clansmen with torches outside. And then I was like, okay, um, this sucks. And then I asked, um, so asked the usher, I said, is there like an escape plan? Like, did y'all <laughs> think about this? Because yeah. they, they were there. The the they knew. clan and the white supremacists were there a few months before. Mm-hmm. And like everyone knew this, you could feel the energy in the city that night. Something uh-huh. was about to happen, right? Uh-huh. And so they said there was no plan. So I said, Is the church fireproof? And they said, I don't know. And I'm just like, Well, this is a situation. So then I thought about um, how in last, the year before that in Syria, as the tanks were approaching the city of Aleppo, people were putting, sending out texts. Uh, not texting people were sending out tweets as far as you know last words and like to have their their words and their thoughts survive digitally so i started texting my friends i'm so sorry um, to like have that out there just in case and uh that itself was terrifying oh man Um,
2: can i just ask you in a general way what, what kind of things you were saying saying goodbye
1: um no more of like carry on yeah more like carry on and like and like, I don't think this is over, but I'm just letting y'all know what the situation oh, is, like outlining wow. the situation. But like, this can't be the end. I don't think this is the end. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Thank God it was not the end. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, basically, um, we and they we they had this system where like we were like going through these side streets and like we were able to ultimately get to our van. Well, there was a lot of complicated stuff in between, but I remember something that really struck me that night was, um, one of the girls in the group that I was with. She said this is what our ancestors must have went through and that night that made me feel emboldened because i thought about the fact that like like that this is like an extremely unique and special circumstance but in the south like this was ubiquitous if you were looking to vote and you were born in the wrong in the wrong decade or century you would have a cross burned on your your front lawn you have bricks thrown through your window you could be hanged for even attempting to raise your voice, mm. and so I felt as if it was my duty at that point to mm-hmm. stand up to these white supremacists yes. the next day. And so the next day, I felt no fear. That night, definite fear. But the the day after that, I had my 360 camera for the documentary that I'm doing, and I figured it would be it would be important to highlight also the other side. People don't agree with me with me with this, but I don't I don't care. I think it's important <laughs> to highlight the other side and see where they're coming from and see because for some of them like there's pure hatred and for others it's ignorance mm-hmm. and so for that percentage where there is ignorance if you see what their perspectives are and you kind of break it down i think that you can convert some of them because what's the option kill them i'm not gonna kill yeah, them yeah yeah so you gotta live with them either way so yeah. you have to find some sort of way to find some sort right. of middle ground and work right so i brought the camera with me and then i I knew I was going into a bad situation because even going before going out there, there were a couple of people from our group coming back with staples in their head already. They went to the hospital. Oh my god! Um, was they were beaten with shields? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was it was bad. But walking into that environment, you know, you see the tear gas, and you see people throwing, you know, different objects. You see people hitting each other with hammers and mm. sticks, and you see clear clear indications of what would be assault and battery. Um, in any other circumstance in the United States. And it was clear pretty quickly that this was no place to have a productive interview. So then (laughs) I put on the chains at that point. And like the minute, it was weird, the minute I put on the chains, I felt this rage like boiling in my stomach and spreading throughout the rest of my body. Wow! I stormed to the front of the Spartan phalanx that the, the white supremacists assembled. And I basically reminded them of streaming. This is what you represent. There's some amazing
0: represent. images of that I saw of, of you in those chains. And it's amazing.
1: Yeah, that that kind of went viral. Yeah, um, for, yeah really friends powerful. friends in like England and Brazil and different places saw saw it as well. Um, but I mean, it was just yeah. It's it's a, it's you need that reminder sometimes. Like the fact that Trump is running the show right now speaks. Volumes to the lack of civic in mm. education mm. that mm-hmm. exists. Yeah. At sure. the end of the day, you can tell if, if a politician is good or not if you just follow the money. It's truly uh-huh. that simple. Mm-hmm. And I, I was a, I was Bernie all the way. Um, but one of the things I, I hated Trump for everything that he stood for. But the one inkling of respect that I did have for him at first was that he was self funding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it was like okay. Maybe, not maybe, but like if he say, if like people on his side could argue that like he would drain the swamp, the swamp because he's self funded right? And then you go a few months later, and then he gets in bed with, oh, come on. with the oil and the They're private taking prison, as much as they can, as fast as they can. Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't even need to go into no. that. But, <laughs> but the, but the reason why I'm saying this is because this translates to liberals as well. Whether it's. You know, I, I think it was amazing that we had a black president and there were a lot of things that I agree with what President Obama did and there were a lot of things that I did not agree with. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, image is not enough or gestures for hope mm-hmm. is not enough. Our <laughs> democracy needs to be held to a higher standard. yes. It is our, yes. it is our responsibility yes. to take Let's this opportunity it. where people are showing themselves for who they really are. And it's very clear that, like, there's a bleeding heart in terms of, in terms of um, the lack of civic engagement and how that's, engagement and education and how it's manifested in the leaders that we're representing. Like, we can hold them accountable. Mm. We can hold them to a higher standard and we can elect new leaders like your Alexandria Ocasio's of the world, someone I I think is absolutely amazing. She's going up against uh, Joseph Crowley, who's like the third, he's the third most powerful democrat in the house of representatives right now he's in line to become the speaker of the yeah. house and she's she's, she's great. yeah um she's, she's a raised deal. a ton of money she could um, win yeah she yeah, yeah. She's, she's raised oh, a ton yeah. of money but mostly from small campaign contributions mm-hmm. she and she she doesn't have any she doesn't have any money from any banks or pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. or you know large real estate companies mm-hmm. It that's amazing if we're talking about a new trend and a new higher standard just look at this race right here. As far as what this what this can mean and what this can become for our country, this is a litmus test.
0: That's so great, Glenn. Thank you so much for coming in. It's today.
1: exhilarating having you here. I just want I want
0: to hear you talk for. So long, and I look forward to your leadership, and um, thank you for your work, your, your blend work. of
2: direct action with yeah, uh, using some work. structures that do exist, some electoral structures. Mm-hmm. People
0: check it out, movers and shakers. Uh, Glenn Kontov, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you so we'll much. You Peace and blessings.
1: We'll see you on the street. See you on the street.
0: Uh, let's go to a song, yeah? we got uh, The Promised Land here.